is hell-bent on convincing us we're headed into a recession so they can create a recession. More on that in a little bit. I uh, I get I get super tired of squad talk, uh, no matter what side of the uh, p- politics it's coming on. Just, is it because the name's so cutesy? <laughs> that's part of it? Yeah, that is part of it. It's so high school. And and part of it is that no we matter... We call ourselves the squad. It's... What? Three of us are cheerleaders. One isn't, but she's super cool. <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible. Uh, anyway. oh, it reminds me. Judy and I tried to get into Big Little Lies last night. The Nicole Kidman and Laura Dern and who else is in that? Is that a movie? or Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. It's a HBO series that's hmm. won every Emmy available practically. Um, I hated every character in it. Yes. <laughs> every single moment I spent uncomfortable. Is that the point? Uh, yeah, I think to some extent it is. And and what was really funny about it was I expressed that I'm not sure I can watch this show. I mean, it's just a, and and I mentioned a couple of aspects of it and Judy, a woman explained it to me. <laughs> she mansplained it. She woman explained it. She woman explained the various machinations of the backstabbing and 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 rotten nasty mean girlishness of it. She hasn't seen more of it than you. She just no. understood it better. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I mean, if she's digging it, and I love her, so I may hang with it for a while. But I just spent the entire time wanting to hurt someone, <laughs> or just leave. I wanted to get out. Shows. It was like being at a party where everybody you meet is so pretentious and obnoxious that you're saying, "I despise these people." And I'm saying, "Why am I watching this?" <laughs> um. So back to the squad. They they annoy me, but you got uh, maybe you followed this. This was the story on Thursday. We were off on Friday, and this was going back and forth on Thursday, where um Trump said the so Congress people are going to Israel, and Trump said you shouldn't let these people these couple in because they badmouth Israel all the time. Right. So as Israel said, "Yeah, you're right." Was old Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, Rashida Tlaib was the focus of this particular story. And uh, and then there was a... The, Your grandmammy's Palestinian. Then there was a hue and cry about whether or not the president or the country should be barring certain people based on policy, blah, 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 and Israel, blah, blah, blah. that whole crap. Hue and cry, not bad air names. Back to you. And then it went back and forth on that. And she was actually uh, going on... Um, on at the behest and, and to represent a particular organization that I was completely aware of called BDS. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Boycott, divest, something with an S. They're, they're just super anti-Israel. They're trying to break Israel financially. And um, this dust-up occurred for like two days on uh, Trump saying they shouldn't go and Israel saying they can come and then her saying, I'm not going to go because now there's too much blah, this, all this crap. Th- that's enough background, really, to get you into Bill Maher on Friday night on his show. OK, since no one's asking, answering my question, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to answer it myself. It's oh, yeah, a bull- can we pause there just just to set it up a little bit? Bill Maher was trying to get into this story and he, he has gen- um, a mostly liberal panel, usually, and an incredibly lefty um, uh, audience, and he kind of wanted to get into this discussion about, you know, some of the statements she's made in the past about Israel and all that sort of stuff, and and nobody wanted to touch it. Right. Nobody wanted to go there not. at all because it's too controversial. So you can start from the beginning. Yeah. Okay, since no one's asking, answering my question, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to answer it myself. It's a bull purity test. BDS is a bull purity test by people who want to appear woke but actually slept through history class. 
it's, ooh, people are uncomfortable. I guess I'll clap because Bill Maher said it's like, oh, you can't clap. It's, it's predicated on this notion, I think it's, it's very shallow thinking, that the Jews are in Israel mostly white and the Palestinians are browner, so they must be innocent and correct, and the Jews must be wrong. As, as if the occupation came right out of the blue, that this completely peaceful people found themselves occupied. Forget about the invitatas and the suicide bombings the and, and the rockets and how many wars. And uh, let me read Omar Barghouti is one of the co-founders of the movement. His quote, no Palestinian, rational Palestinian, not a sellout Palestinian will ever accept a Jewish state in Palestine. So that's where that comes from this movement, someone who doesn't even want a, Palest a Jewish state at all. Somehow this side never gets presented in the American media. It's very odd. <laughs> Bill Maher pointing out that the wow. media did not look into BDS and some of their statements as they were, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the congresswoman as she was talking about going over to Israel. Boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Sorry. But isn't that something? So after Friday night's um, Bill Maher show... Tlaib uh, urges a boycott of Bill Maher's show. Okay, right. Silence him. That's the progressive method. Silence Bill Maher. Has suggested He's that not woke enough. She has suggested that viewers boycott comedian Bill Maher's HBO show after he denounced the international boycott movement against Israel as a bull-ass purity test, as you just heard there. Yeah. So that's another one of those uh, things falling apart on the whole. We're, we're in this together. Well, the whole... Bit intersectional woke thing is just it's so dumb in so many ways and it gets complicated really fast if well, you start looking into various uh, needs and um uh, what you're trying to accomplish right for instance the palestinian authority is cracking down hard on any lgbtq bbq activists this one group is trying to come out into the open and have a march and the rest of it, and they're saying, oh, no, 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 no queers here. That goes against Islam, So, which is, you know, echoes virtually every bit of the rest of the Muslim world, but nobody brings that up. Marr cited many of the controversial statements that Omar has made in the past about Israel. Uh, it's all about the Benjamins, all that sort of stuff that you've sure. heard and has been discussed here. And yeah. he said, you can understand why the two congresswomen wouldn't receive a hero's welcome in Israel. Well, and to an uncomfortable crowd, as you heard. Right. I liked, you know, I wish I, I had it handy. There's a because great characterization. The, the reason that's uncomfortable for the crowd is it kind of sounded like what Trump was saying in his tweets on Thursday and Friday, pointing out the things that they had said and the organization that they were uh, tangled with. Right. Right. Here, I'm trying to find this. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of one of my favorite Onion articles of all time. They were at the fake parody news site. <laughs> Horrible news. Someone I hate just made a great point. Exactly. Yeah, that's what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. So uh, I like this characterization. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so uh, keeping in mind that this uh, Rashida Tlaib, a horrible, horrible woman, is going to Israel to promote the BDS movement which is founded on obliterating Israel. This is a conversation. Tlaib, give me a visa so I can destroy your nation from within. Israel, no. Tlaib, okay, can I at least have a humanitarian visit to visit my, or visa to visit my dear uh, grandma? Pretty please, she needs me. Israel, sure, but no Nazi crap while you're here. Tlaib, never mind. So Israel said, yeah, yeah, you can come visit. Just, just be cool. And she said, no, I won't. She said, and I quote, 
When I won, it gave the Palestinian people hope that someone will finally speak the truth about the inhumane conditions. I can't allow the state of Israel to take away that light by humiliating me and use my love for my city, that's her grandma, I guess, to bow down to their oppressive and racist policies. I'm not as bothered by her political views. People get to decide whether they want her, her representing them or not, and then she'll either win or lose next election, I suppose. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not bothered by the... The, the the back and forth and where some of y'all might come down on that. But as Bill Maher pointed out, the media leaving out what this organization is right. that she is tied to. Now, that's really wrong. That's in- a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that you still uh, perceive a, a shred of decency and shame in the American media and are trying to uh, bolster it or shame them into, uh, you know, some sort of decency. I've... Shame. 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 Bring the shame Shame. bell. Shame. But so are we one Bill Maher? Are we from one Bill Maher away from that particular story? I mean, we talk about the Trump controversy of the day. This will be gone by the end of this week. Nobody will remember any of this happened. Right. It was a story like Thursday, Friday. Right. Um, But are we one Bill Maher away from nobody pointing that out at a level that could get any attention? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and honestly, you know, and I, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> so much of the uh, conservative media is so dumb or oversimplified that they're not pointing it out either. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, that was unfair. There are plenty of g- good, solid outlets that are trying to look at this stuff and present it in a factual way. Perhaps not at the very top of the heap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if Trump had said what Bill Maher said as clearly, maybe that would work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Des- uh, describe what the organization is. Yeah. I wonder, is this progress? Is this progress or is this the last gasp? I, I mean, like with the, the bomb explosion thing that we're always talking about, even the most progressive parts of the country are starting to understand and and they might be slow to concede this because you know these are such highly charged political times. You almost never want to admit any fault or weakness because you feel like you'll be attacked for it. But a lot of your progressive places are finally saying, "All right, our policies don't work. We thought they did. They're getting worse and worse and worse." Uh, the situation is these court rulings are utterly fanciful. I mean, they are unicornian in their worst state. We were talking about the Ninth Circuit Court saying you can't crack down on people ruining parks and beaches and and, uh, city sidewalks and blocking businesses and the rest unless you have a bed available for every single uh, homo sapien who's living on the street, which is a bizarre standard. Where'd they come up with that? Um, But you're having more and more officials saying, look, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. We got to do something. It just ain't working. And... Is the recognition of the ridiculousness of the whole intersectional victim hyper uh, activism thing, are more and more people catching on to that? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, you almost have to. You have to willfully ignore not only an elephant in the room, but like a herd of elephants. Big bull elephant, mama, couple of babies, the rest of it. I mean, you have got to be willfully, completely blind to reality. 
Um, speaking of what's reality and what's not, we want to talk a little bit about this media cheerleading the recession and all the headlines we're seeing as they uh, as they really try to uh, make this happen. Lead story, top of the hour, this hour, absolutely everywhere. White House pushes back against recession fears that you that you started. Yeah, you're the ones who. Wait a minute now. <laughs> More on that next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. to the White House now, where President Trump and his economic team are trying to tamp down talk of a possible recession after a volatile week on Wall Street and an escalating trade war with China. Tamping down talk of a possible recession that we are doing. So we're talking about a possible reception and the recession, and then when they react to it, because what, are you just going to let it hang out there? Then it's Trump responding to talks of a possible recession. There's a name for this, isn't there? Is when that you do this? gaslighting or a perpetual motion machine or something? You more or less create the story, then they have to react to it, then you get to talk about them reacting to the story that you created in the first place. Today's media story, the media reacts to the reaction to the media. Now, I took in a fair amount of the, the, the panel conversations on the talk shows over the weekend, and the only thing they, they pointed to in these discussions was... That inversion thing that happened last week that we talked about a lot, yeah. Uh, which with Jack, even, the bond yield is never mind. With even a slightly closer look at it, shows it could be, but it's as often wrong as it's right in terms of predicting a recession. So that should be a big nothing. And then this uh, stat that a third of economists believe will be in a recession in two years. Which again, so two thirds don't think we'll be in a recession in two years. It seems like a bigger headline to me. But that's all they were hanging the recession conversations on. Right now, Trump, of course, has asked about all these, th- or had responded with tweets because he's you really have to. You can't let the media convince the country we're in a recession. So then, when he tweets and tries to uh, respond to that, then it's. Uh, White House team trying to trying to talk to tamp down this talk of recession like they're covering up something. Right. Well, you you made up the whole story to start with. Right. It's beautiful. I do like this. Uh, speaking of Bill Maher, this joke from Bill Maher he had on his show Friday. Uh, did you see what happened in the stock market this week? I spent more time gasking for breath than Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> wow. How about that for a joke. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, but anyway, tasteless. Well, we'll see. We'll see in two weeks if we look back on that one day, if it seems like it meant anything. Yeah. Can you imagine if you did this with your marriage? Honey, a third of our neighbors think there's a decent chance we'll have marital problems within the next two and a half years. What? Third of our neighbors say so. What marital problems? There are media reports that we have issues. <laughs> within two years? Just that's a long time. over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. So here's some good news for you. Sanity's prevailing, I think. Uh, I like this. Ditch the switch. We finally need. We needed a slogan for my movement. Now we have a slogan. Ditch the switch to go on permanent daylight saving time. The switching back to standard time. Ditch the switch. Which and of course, which one's which is completely unimportant because it's kind of arbitrary and declared I'm like the by one where anyway. it's light later. That's daylight saving time. Fine. Standard time is a poor standard. It's well, the so, standard for losers. Well, the new standard is going to be it's light later. Exactly. Jack, uh, not only is it just a pain in the hiney and it gets too dark uh, too early, but um, every time when we switch 
forward, forward. There's a slightly greater risk of heart attack and stroke, more uh, car crashes. I'm not buying workplace that. Workplace accidents increase too. I, I, I don't I don't want that, that. I think that hurts the argument. Just just a better idea. There's no reason to not do it. Here, well, exactly. There's this guy Scott Yates, 54 of Denver. I've got to go hang out with him. He and I would get along. He said, "Look, we don't have a good reason to do it. Yes. Let's stop." Yes, that is it right there. And then and then our credo. This is in Latin on our crest. Even if it doesn't kill you, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> there, every every time we switch, now in the modern media, everybody says, why do we do this? Then somebody digs back to their law in 1903 or whatever. It was actually World War One, or the Harvest, or the yeah, Kaiser, but or Druids, But it's clearly or not a compelling enough reason that everybody has it at their fingertips, and it makes sense. So there's no good reason, and it just keeps happening. That's why I was was in Arizona over the weekend. They don't do it. They don't change time. They just stay. Right. And they're fine. The issue has played out on social media with hashtags like ditch the switch and lock the clock. Do they have to rhyme? Is that a law also that nobody knows where it came from? Uh, Yes, I guess. (laughs) It has pitted recreational businesses that would benefit from longer days like golf courses against groups that worry about the danger of darker mornings. Parent teacher associations. Well, give your kid a flashlight and shut up. (laughs) It's the switch. Marshall's news is next. He doesn't have time to give us one word for your news. Greenland. Greenland. That's our news coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. Boy, a trip with the kids to Grandma and Grandpa is not the best thing for my diet, I noticed. That did not go well, the eating. Oh, boy. Man, did we eat a lot. Desserts every meal. Giant meals with desserts three times a day. Oh, man. Holy cow. I was super disciplined over the weekend. Lost no weight. Zero. None. I give up. I quit. You didn't gain weight, right? Yeah, but I want to lose weight. All right. I don't want to. I'm not content. With standing still, Jack. You're standing still, you're going backwards. I'm not content with the status quo. I want to lead us to a brave new world. I had to convince my kids all the way home, look, we got we got to end this whole desserts every meal thing. We just This is not going to continue. That oh, was a special boy. grandma-grandpa thing. They were expecting strawberry shortcake after breakfast. I mean, oh, you just boy. can't do that every time. Yeah, I remember at one point my kids tried to introduce the concept of the breakfast dessert. <laughs> we quashed that. You just ate a plate of pancakes. Explain, explain to me why you need something sweet to wash that down. Yeah, I always say cake is in the name. You had cake for breakfast. Right. That's good enough. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, in Afghanistan, ISIS is now claiming responsibility for a suicide attack. That killed 63 people at a packed God, wedding reception. That's just an awful story. Yeah, Afghan officials say over 180 people were wounded in the attack on Saturday. The bombing taking place a day after U.S. and Afghan officials said they were getting close to a deal with the Taliban that would allow American troops to come home, putting an end to our nation's longest war. I have no idea what any of that means. I don't know what any of that means. We're negotiating what? None of that will, will matter the, the second we're gone. Right. Well, and why do we even pretend that it will? I'm not sure what the one thing has to do with the other, honestly. No, the the I don't bombing, either. obviously, is a horrific on a humanitarian level and just understanding groups that have zero regard for human life. It's it's damned interesting. But in terms of our... Well, we can't leave now because they're bombing weddings. I mean, no, forget it. They'll be bombing... They were, were bombing weddings last week. They were bombing weddings 
50 years ago, they'll be bombing them in 50 years. ISIS is bombing weddings so we would stay and fight the Taliban? I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, the whole thing is, they live in a miserable hellhole, and thank God every day you don't live there. Right. But we're not going to fix it. On an entirely different matter, President Trump says he was not joking about his reported interest in buying Greenland. Buying it back. Our rightful territory. Greenland. Did we have Greenland at one time? Oh, absolutely. Well, traditionally, Jack, it's been considered part of North America. Didn't know that. He was telling. I, I, I kind of sort of made it up. He was telling. Re- <laughs> he was telling reporters yesterday. Essentially, it's a large real estate deal. A lot of things could be done. It's uh, hurting Denmark very badly because they're losing almost seven hundred million dollars a year carrying it. So they carry it at a great loss. And strategically for the United States, it would be nice. Absolutely. Plus, we could uh, rape it for its mineral resources. <laughs> Denmark's prime minister says the idea of the U.S. buying Greenland is absurd. The Danish uh, leader telling a newspaper right, so that... so counter us. What, what would you take? Danish leader telling a uh, newspaper that the world's largest island isn't for sale, adding that he hopes the idea floated within the Trump administration really, really isn't serious. Oh, don't worry about it. Everybody will be fun. The, I, I, did the, you see all the editorials obvious, over the weekend? Our, our obvious counter that you can't do with a home is uh, if you don't take the deal, I'll just take it from you. No, no. We're, we we march on Greenland. Jack is calling for a renewal of the age of conquest. We send a nuclear sub over there. <laughs> we we tried to do it the deal. nice way first. We now have a very cold colony. <laughs> if you, you march on Greenland, you're going to drown before you get half a mile off Cape Cod. <laughs> My favorite North Atlantic island yes. nation trivia is that uh, Greenland is covered with ice, and Iceland is mostly green. Sure. So this is the icy one. Exactly. So we want to buy Iceland. Right. Well, the icy land. Although, what, what, what's your global warming? Who knows? It melts, and mm. it becomes like uh, an extra large Hamptons we, for the rich and famous in the North Atlantic. We offered them the gold price, but if they decline that, they get the iron price. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take it anyway. <laughs> Wow. Well, I got to tell you, this is troubling. It turns out prairie dogs infected with the plague in Colorado are having a huge impact. Oh, Jiminy. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says parts of the Rocky Mountain Arsenal National Wildlife Refuge have been shut down, along with a suburb north of Denver. There have been no human infections, but prairie dog colonies are now being sprayed with insecticide. Ooh. Um, and, that, and that can transfer to humans? Oh, yeah. Plague was a major killer during the Middle Ages. But yeah, I'm familiar so, with that. I didn't know so it came from, so, from groundhogs or whatever they are. If you're in the habit of cuddling prairie dogs as you go to sleep at night, I'd cut it out. They're diseased. You know, we've, we're too fond of varmints now in, in America. Absolutely. Especially. I've noticed this. Uh, as we've gotten further from the farm and hard scrabble living and close to the bone, as they say, I mean, for instance, there's these ground squirrels that just are ripping up my favorite golf course. They're destroying parts of it. And they dig holes everywhere. And a lot of guys I talk to are like, oh, well, you can't hurt them. They're a destructive pest. They're breeding out of control. Just because they got the fluffy tail doesn't mean they're good. Squirrels are rats with better PR. It's the stupid tail. You got to kill them like rats. Mm. This is one of my many jihads. (laughs) We have a new study out reporting that people who use more emojis in online communications have more sex. Yes. Researchers at the renowned Kinsey Institute surveyed 5,000 people and found that people who used more emojis went out on more first dates and had a more active sex life. 
You know, ja- uh, Marshall, as you know, Jack and I have a bitter disagreement on this I'm point. An- I, uh, I'm anti-emoji for adults. I am a, 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 I joke Eddie am pro emoji. It's a wonderful way to express complex emotions. <laughs> a picture <laughs> worth a thousand words. There you I'm go. I'm obviously much more sensitive. And, on the uh, other hand, if I were on the dating scene and I believed this to be true, I would emoji all day long. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Now you've explained my text message. You're a practical you man. You wouldn't oh, yeah. hesitate to kill a ground squirrel. You wouldn't hesitate to send a heart emoji. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Now ne- this is the never, this is, never stop dating your spouse. Now this is a good <laughs> nice. this is a good tease right here. Got, I'll be the judge of that. They had a contest for the funniest one-liner of 2019. Oh wow! I've got the top ten best one-liners of the year. That is good. And the year's only halfway over. Yeah, wait a minute. Mm. You can't be giving out the, what? Yeah. And you'll never guess what a Florida woman pulled out of her pants. And McDonald's. How many guesses do I get? (laughs) As many as you want. McDonald's, which I believe is the largest uh, burger chain in the world. Oh, it's got to be. McDonald's is going to change the kind of restaurant they are, really. Uh, They're going to make a big change for the first time since the 70s. Major change for the first time since the 70s. White tablecloths? Waiters in uh, tuxedos? Meat? Candlelight? (laughs) Oh, hey, lawyers. Mm. (laughs) They're all thinking it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Nike has launched a shoe subscription service for kids. Hopefully they get an employee discount. (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) Nike employs children, is that the joke? Yes. Uh, His uh, joke was very brief, and I was kind of still reading something during the setup, but then I had to go back, and this is fine. I have the the funniest one-liners of 2019 in just a second in my hand. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I was going to pay off the McDonald's thing quickly. Boy, we got the opposite of a one-liner. Ben Libertarian sent an hilarious horse walks into a bar joke. But it's really long? Absolutely. It's paragraphs long. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. But hilarious. (laughs) Um... So back in the seventies, the McDonald McDonald's is a restaurant. It uh, it uh, introduced the drive through, and it did it by ha- opening new stores that have drive throughs to see if you know this is going to be our new thing or not. And it caught uh-huh. on, and pretty soon they all have drive throughs. Right. This, okay. This is the first time that they've uh, done that since the seventies, where they're opening up these new kind of McDonald's things, which are uh, going to be all kinds of screen lined and computer touch screens. It's like walking up to an ATM, really, and it brings up the screen. They kind of have that at the McDonald's that I stop by regularly. You go in, and they've got this big touch screen, super mm-hmm. fancy looking and high tech, and you touch all the different things, and then that creates your order, and then you go go up there and get it. What's uh, the minimum wage for that machine? Ooh. Says the worker who used to have a job. Hey, thanks for insisting they raise my pay past the value I could provide. Now I got no damn job. But, yeah, but facts and economics do not enter into the progressive march forward. Uh, the fast food chain is reportedly opening a fleet of new restaurants that aim to feed its customers faster by exclusively serving takeout. This new one. Uh, you press all the buttons and all that sort of stuff, and then you 
you can get it to go. It's oh, just so a tiny no, little place. I was going to say, there's no seating or anything. I'll bet it's yeah, quite tiny, compact. Tiny little place, and then it's all kitchen behind the ordering desk, and then you, you press all the stuff on the computer, walk up and get your food. Although this person said they didn't see, think it was any faster than the regular McDonald's, and that's what I've had with the touchscreen thing. You can either walk up and order from the, the person, or you can do the touchscreen. I didn't see any advantage to the touchscreen other than I'm using my own fingers like a sucker. So. Yeah, the advantage is lower costs for them. For them. But None to you. I didn't see any for me. No. Yeah. Is McDonald's not fast enough for you? Is that the uh, the gist of this? Or? I don't want to wait very long. All right. I'm well, you're a man on the go. I respect that. I want you to just hand it to me. I want you to predict what I'm going to eat as I walk in like my old bartenders used to. Or just have it pre-cooked and sitting around. <laughs> Under the, the orange lamp of goodness. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. Mm. But that might be the future of McDonald's. All right, so I got this uh, woman in Florida. I, I want to leave time for the jokes, though. The funniest one-liners of the year. Okay. It won't take long. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's just one line. That, that's part of it. So uh, here's this woman. Her, uh, her boyfriend ran a stop sign. Copper pulled them over. And um, here's how it unfolded. Deputy uh, was given permission to search the bags in the trunk. Um, well... I don't know what you're doing. Um, I mean, if you got something to hide, they're going to find it, and you might as well get lawyered up. But so you're saying they shouldn't have given permission to search no, the trunk? I wouldn't. I, no, no, you're not going to search my trunk. No, of course not. I'm I f- got nothing in there. Right, there's nothing time, in there but, you'd be interested in, but yeah. you don't get to. The deputy was given permission to search the bags in the trunk. Well, Jack, you may discern by the end of this tale that these are no brainiacs we're dealing with. Okay, here. gotcha. They're not constitutional <laughs> scholars. No, not well, not apparently. The <laughs> deputy was given permission to search the bags in the trunk and found forty-one three-stripe turtles in. Ironically, Sean, you'll enjoy this: a teenage mutant ninja turtle backpack. I'm all in. I wonder if you know they had uh, custom backpacks for all their poaching. I mean, they go, like, uh, kill illegal deer, and they stuff it in a Bambi backpack or what? Just their thing. I don't know. But when the deputy asked, all right, you guys got anything else I ought to know about? This 25-year-old gal pulled a one-foot alligator from her yoga pants. Hmm. Hmm. She was charged with possessing an American alligator, processing more than one turtle per day. Or, I'm sorry, possessing more than one turtle per day. One turtle per day. <laughs> Sorry. Um, which is law, obviously, in the great state of Florida. Obviously. Transporting more than one turtle or turtle egg and one count of possessing a soft shell turtle, according to court records. That sounds like they had a turtle uh, problem and they still allowed for you to go to the pet store and get a turtle for your kid. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's a loophole, though. We must close the pet shop turtle loophole. I got an alligator in my pants. Bow down, do, do. Three dozen turtles in the trunk. Bow down, down, down. I'll be finishing that song after work today. I'll so it's put not it up a, on iTunes. So it's uh, not a particular Spotify or something. <laughs> what? So it's not a particularly good radio show that just reads Bill Maher's tweets. But I ended up on his Twitter feed earlier from that story about him taking on the squad. Yes. And a couple of them have uh, struck me as either insightful or funny. Bill Maher tweeted uh, four days ago, Not that I'm really convinced Epstein wasn't a suicide, but isn't it time to take the shame out of killing yourself if you're a loathsome to begin with? If Epstein makes more scumbags look into it, it'll be the best thing that happened this month. I would agree. I'm all for bad people killing themselves. I don't think that would be a crisis. Yeah, although, yeah, but he was a bad guy with information on others. In general, I agree with you. 
Um, and then this one, which is to, to his side politically. I'm just saying we need to get used to the fact that if Joe Biden is the nominee, there are going to be some senior moments, and we can't lose our S every time there is one. He's talking to the media. Yes. Saying you can't go crazy every time he has one of those flubs. It, it's, it's, they're really piling on him. Every misspeak, the, the same misspeak I think could happen with Mayor Pete. It wouldn't, you wouldn't even hear about it. Sure. Right. It fits a narrative. And you know what I think Joe Biden's greatest defense might be? Put out a greatest hits package of his flubs from the 80s and the 90s. Because he did them all the time. He's a gaff machine. Put it out. Say, it's not because I'm old. It's because I'm a dummy. Joe Biden is a dummy. <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. What, do I have to tip you for that, Michael? <laughs> dummy. Uh, no, I don't, I don't actually think he's a dummy. He's just got this weird lack of a filter in his brain. So, yeah, his defense is, no, I've always been like this. So this is an arts festival that they have in uh, Scotland. And it's kind of brainy people who submit one-liners, and then they uh, and then they pick the ten best one-liners. So I'm not even going to read all of them. Some of them don't make sense to 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 <laughs> to, mo- to most of us. They have a lot to do with haggis or kilts, <laughs> right? And some of them are way too. Bur- I don't like smart jokes. I like dumb jokes. Oof. You wouldn't like that horse joke I was talking about. I like I, I like people spinning around with a ladder and hitting the other guy in the head. To me, that's a good joke. Oh, comedy classic. Like here's a number nine on the list. To be or not to be a horse rider, that is equestrian. Maybe it looks better in that's print. That's just a play on words. <laughs> it's not what? That's, mm. I'm not uh, laughing, damn it. I'm not laughing. Okay, I'll give you another example of these right. smart people jokes at an okay. art festival. Yeah. I accidentally booked myself into an escapology course. I'm really struggling to get out of it. Huh? Yeah, okay. Sleep Maybe is, my heart has died. Sleep, the... sleep is my favorite thing in the world. It's the reason I get up in the morning. Now, that amused me. I kind of like this one. That amused me. took me a while to get this one, but I kind of funny. A cowboy asked me if I could help him round up 18 cows. I said, yeah, that's 20 cows. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A math rounding joke. You don't hear that many math rounding jokes. Have you ever convinced yourself to get out of bed in the morning by picturing getting back into it? I do. I think, hey. It's fine. You can take a nap or something. I used to when I got to take naps. I did that every day. But yeah, since okay. then, I just I can't. I, yeah. So if I kind of what the joke describes. If I think I'm not going to get back to bed until 1030 tonight, I can barely function. Oh, <laughs> boy. I have to oh, pretend boy. that's not true. Despair. Despair. Uh, I keep randomly. This was number one. I'll give you number one. It doesn't make any difference because they're all about the same. I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. That's not funny at Is all. Is florets a word? Yeah, it's it, it's the flowery part of those vegetables. Okay. As uh, opposed to the stem. I'll give you number two, which I actually thought was kind of funny. Someone stole my antidepressants. Whoever they are, I hope they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so much better than the florets one. I know. Oh, I yeah, agree. please. How proud of yourself that you know the word florets can you be? All right, so I'll just give you a little of it. <clears throat> a horse walks into a bar. The bartender sees such a vivid depth of despair and ennui in the horse's eyes, like the horse has stared in the abyss and found the infinite void of nothingness so deep that the horse could no longer believe that he himself, nor anyone, nor anything else existed. That's the opening of the horse walks into a bar. Wow, and then it's like a paragraph long from there? Uh, No, multiple paragraphs. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, somebody would have to bring me up to speed on the Jay-Z NFL story. 
how oh, he's yeah. involved with that. I'm seeing up on the uh, Good Morning America, Kaepernick versus Jay-Z. Has he taken the side of the NFL on this? Or? I heard people arguing bitterly over this, and I couldn't quite grasp who's on what side and what it meant. Luckily, we have a, an end to this hour, so you have no choice. <laughs> But to try to tell us in like one minute, very briefly. Uh, so Jay Z has partnered with the NFL as part of the NFL's kind of uh, no, we're going to work with people to right. do some progressive uh, activism things and, sure. and work I see in the what communities. I see what they're doing. Um, okay. Jay Z has since hey, we're past kneeling, right? So it's a lot of people saying that Jay Z is profiting off of the sacrifices that Kaepernick and other players made by kneeling and not being signed in the league, and, and he's just kind of coming in. Putting a clean, he's being a, a an African American shield for the NFL in terms of its its uh, dealing with the communities well, and, and so, the issues. And they're we're hoping, woker now, and you don't have to be angry at us. And they're hoping Jay Z can come in and say we're way past kneeling and that sort of stuff. Which we're going to focus on, and yeah. then they'll hope that they won't kneel anymore. And ha- Jay Z has actually said that we're past kneeling. We're going to be focused at blah blah blah. So it, people are thinking it's it's the NFL just trying to get in business with another billionaire. Well, it and, looks a little like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the criticism. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of a, a, a joke on the Family Guy a while back that radio fans especially would get where uh, Stewie's listening to Howard Stern, and he says, Yes, Howard said something that sounded racist, but it was okay because Robin laughed. So now Jay-Z is saying, No, the NFL's plenty woke. All right, we'll move so on. don't now. kneel anymore. And then they Let's all get, get back to watching young men smash into each other till their brains are jello. And they can possibly get richer together, the NFL and Jay-Z. Yes. Is that what it looks like to people? It's what it looks like to me. Finally. <laughs> it's pretty clever to bring in Jay-Z. we got more on the way. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.